Welcome to Here for the Health of It podcast. We are Columbia's hottest, newest, largest, biggest <laughs> podcast. And uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we know a lot of you guys are subscribing and listening and sharing it on Instagram. We appreciate that. Um, anyone who hasn't given us a review yet, it's really easy on Apple or Spotify. Just scroll down, hit five stars. Easy as that. We'll see it. We appreciate it. Uh, so we have a guest today who is, I. so I think we've had three nurses. Now you're a third nurse. We had Nurse Adina. Third? Third. Uh, well. I'm offended. I know. <laughs> In no particular order. <laughs> uh, we had Nurse Adina. Well, and let me tell you that our part of our philosophy, too, is that is we're in kind of a current age where you can't believe everything you hear. So I always think you want to go to the source of somebody doing something if you want to talk about it. So if I want to know what's happening in the dental world, I don't look to a TV commercial and see that four out of five dentists True. Um, want whatever. Like Colgate, I go ask a real dentist. So it's kind of like that in the nursing world too. So we had a um, the Latch RN who is – she started her own company with uh, – a um, like breastfeeding and that world. And then we had nurse Adina who's in the oncology world and she has her own business where she's support for anybody who's, um, going through cancer. They've been diagnosed for cancer and they want somebody else's opinion. Who's a third party. Who's not necessarily tied into the medical system or the medical world. And she's allowed to say whatever they want. So, um, you now were on, and you can kind of explain this, but one of the things that was exciting, you were, you were in several different States, all through 2020 and all through 2021. So you got to see different states, how they handle things. You got to see different hospitals, how they handle things. And then kind of how how nursing has changed now and there's controversy around a bunch of different things. So maybe tell us a little bit about how you got into nursing and then kind of jump into the travel side and how that happened. Yeah, no problem. Um, went into nursing, uh, probably went into school around 2010, 2011. Auto worker, you know, economy collapsed, had to get into something that wasn't going to get outsourced to Mexico or China. So uh, nursing seemed to be a great fit. Mm -hmm. um, more on outsourcing, of course, with, with nursing. <laughs> mm -hmm. But, <clears throat> yeah, went into that and uh, hit the ground running. Uh, kind of got my dream job start downtown Detroit the in the ER. Uh, trauma, they're they're state's first trauma hospital so wow stab yeah. wounds gunshot Stabs, wounds gunshots burns um you name it yeah uh, car accidents yeah. worst of the worst uh, which really set me up for a really good experience for taking that those talents to uh not south beach but you know all over the country um yeah we so, moved to well so in that so when you first got that job do you remember the first person that you saw die Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. How long in was it? An hour. No way. Oh, yeah. And what, walk us through that. It's, you don't have time to think about it. There's no decompression about it. You just, you have to move on to the next patient because there's, there's no slowing. They're coming in. So somebody dies, you wash your hands, you go into the next room or the next bed and say, mm -hmm. hey, how can we help you out today? But your What's first one's got to be traumatizing. I don't think so. Dreams that night. What were your dreams like that night? No, I, I didn't start 
thinking about that or taking it home unless it was something really traumatic. Um, <clears throat> I remember probably one of the worst things I've seen is uh, someone who was attacked by a pack of pit bulls who had oh. chewed his arms and legs off. Oh. And, uh, you know, things like that, you you don't forget those. Or the first, like, infant or child that passes away. Mm-hmm. You know, those stay with you. Mm-hmm. But. He's got a real emotional voice, doesn't he? I know. I, he's I was like, like real he's low like, low he's almost like, made me cry there for a second. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not emotional either. Just real, real, like, slow and emotional. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, it's the headphones. It's now, we didn't even say your name. James Garzoni. It's the name. The James Garzoni. I can't say the only because my father's name is James mm. Garcia. So you're the well. second. Technically the third. Do they call you Trey? Do you know, <laughs> you know that's a nickname for the third? Yeah. No. Oh. Different middle names. Okay. So, um, Along the nursing line then, so you got into trauma, what's some of the weirdest things that you've seen or pulled out of people or? Oh, gosh. Yeah. You, you, you want to hear about that stuff. Yeah, I want to hear, hear that. I want to get the listeners – Thinking about what you what have you pulled out of people? <laughs> you name it, you name it. A light bulb, cans of beer, batteries, batteries, a doorknob, uh, candlesticks, holders, uh, cucumbers, carrots, food like cold, yeah, like going up the butt or where I, mm-hmm. hamsters. Uh, Is I don't that, think I don't think anyone realizes the vacuum effect that you're backside has when things go inside see that's it's good very mm-hmm. less we want takeaways that's yep. a takeaway for the yep. listeners <laughs> is there are, a- there are reasons why certain products have ropes on the end of them so that you can retrieve such oh. things really so yeah, how common is that <laughs> more than you would <laughs> is it that's what I, the, the, you this see it is mind-blowing to hear and about they all that. begin with the same story uh i was uh I slipped and fell. fell. <laughs> that's, how, that's what I would say. Yeah, somehow I fell and I was in the kitchen. candlestick holder. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. So vacuum effect, that's good. Yeah. Um, did anything from the auto working world move and, and help you in the nursing world? Yeah, 100%. Talk us through that. Because uh, that seems like a, I mean, it seems like a big <clears throat> difference. But I guess assembly line type stuff or no, I, checklists. I did computer-aided machining. Okay. So there was a lot of working with computers, doing design. Um, the human body is very similar. Mm-hmm. It all has a mechanism and it works certain ways. Veins, arteries, mm-hmm. um, pumps and nerves. Yeah. So not, not so different to me. Um, I'm putting IVs and were you always good with like the blood and the guts and all that stuff? Were you a hunter? Oh yeah. Yeah. See, I couldn't do any of that. So yeah. Gutting a deer is not so much different than seeing someone stab multiple times and their organs spilling out. All right. Walk me through your first time you got a deer. How old were you? And what was that like? Was that just normal? Maybe 14, 15. And when you, you watch it, get it done. I would watch my dad Mm -hmm. do it. So it was just pretty yeah, normal. normal. Plus, when you go through hunter safety, they teach you the parts, you know, the theory on how to do it, yeah. where to start cutting, 
how to separate and yeah when i saw that that's when i knew i just would never do anything with blood or guts Mm. is when i saw like man my dad would hang a deer from like the rafters yeah Yeah. just to like let blood drain and i was like that's just disgusting it smells terrible Mm -hmm. i why do you guys like that at all honestly i I don't know about liking it yeah it's just Mm -hmm. just a necessary part of the process part of being a man you know if you're if you're gonna, if you want to, I, I think actually, I think you just hit it on the head right yes. there. It's just part of being a man. <laughs> well, anyone can kill an animal, right? But then it's you know, the after you, you've got to respect it enough to, right? Yeah, you know, pulling the trigger about it. That's good. That's good. Okay, so you go into you said you were in the trauma ER world, mm-hmm. and that was in Detroit, correct? And then tell us about kind of the next steps in your journey. Um, moved to the Carolinas quick stop in Charlotte area and then down to Columbia here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, obviously the, any reason for that or just sunnier skies, just weather. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. My, my, my wife, uh, enjoys the sunshine. Yep. We don't get a whole lot of that back home in Detroit. Listen yep. to his voice. It's going back <laughs> into like soothing me. <laughs> I, yeah. I, well, so, cause we're, we both did the same. same He's deal. from Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. I'm from Canada. We, we no, feel I'm the from same Erie. Way. Randy's known me for what? Oh 15, yeah. He's from Erie. Almost. Yeah. I just, uh, doesn't yeah. know where I'm from. It's good. Um, I mean, I don't even tell people what city I'm from. I just say the country. <laughs> nobody even knows that. Uh, so then, all right. So you go, you, are doing this whole thing for a while. You do it for seven or eight years from, let's say, 2014 to 2020. Then you're like, all right, I'm going to start travel nursing. Yeah. Same time, basically, COVID hits, and it's just this total change in the healthcare system so for a while. Decided to, I decided to travel before COVID. Okay. And that was kind of the wild part was we homeschool our kids, and they were learning about Pearl Harbor and, you know, World War II, and right. I was like, you know what? Why don't I just take an assignment over in Honolulu? I'll take the whole fam. We can do some homeschooling and mm-hmm. yeah, learning and history cool. yeah. and see it firsthand. And uh, so I got over there in February of 2020. 2020 yep. And, you know, it's like spring break, crazy. All the hotels are popping, fireworks every night. It's wild. COVID hits. March, early March, mm-hmm. they shut that whole island down. So can't get in, can't get out. Correct. Mm-hmm. Wow. So very, very weird. They close all the hotels. Waikiki's empty. I, we got every beach to ourselves. So when you're traveling, though, what department do you go? Do you go to ER? Is it always the? Is that kind of that's the, my specialty? Yeah. So that's basically all I've worked. Okay. Other than a an assignment in the D.C. area. Yeah. How, yeah. How did you end up in the COVID ward, I guess? Money. Really? Money. Yeah. I won't, I won't even sugarcoat it. Yeah. Uh, COVID hit there. They needed nurses. They needed and nurses. And yeah. Yeah. So they started paying like crazy, paying ridiculous money yep. for nurses to come take care of these people and not even possible COVID known COVID. So everyone that I took care of was COVID positive, symptomatic. So let's go down that whole rabbit hole then. So you end up um, in Washington, D.C. What's the time frame? What was the time you were there? Got there December. T- 2020? 2020. And then left. May of 2021. 2020. So this is, I mean, there was a lot of chaos during that time. 
oh, and yeah. unknowns and and scrambling. So I guess from your perspective, since you were at ground zero, when you got when you were like got the assignment, what was your thought process going to it? Were you concerned like everybody in society and and worried about that? Was your family concerned or what was your mindset going into it? Um, not very concerned. I'm kind of in the line of fire all the time with any type of communicable disease and bloodborne pathogens mm -hmm. and whatnot. So, uh, you know, you, you can't treat every scenario and patient as though it's scary and it's going to harm you. You know, people still need to be taken care of. So, um, the fear part, I think I, I don't really have a whole lot of that. Nice. Cause well, and you could be exposed to really an anthrax, fentanyl, HIV, any of that stuff every day in it with a person coming in every day. Yeah. Now, certainly with COVID, there was just, even to this day, there's a lot of unknowns about it. Mm -hmm. Who is it affecting more? Is it blood type? Is it medications? What, what is it that's making it worse for person A versus person B? Yeah. Some people are completely asymptomatic and some are struggling. Mm -hmm. So, and then of the places that you went and you'll hear about this at certain times, like the hospitals, the worry was always like the hospitals are overflowing. Mm. So I'm curious then at the different places that you're at, was there times when you were like dr drowning because there were so many patients and you were just running around? And was there times when it was just quiet or what was your feel for how busy things were? When it initially, when COVID came out, I'd, I'd say that was the greatest time to be a nurse because everyone was so frightened to nope. leave the home. Yeah, nobody was. So there was no I one. spent weeks, maybe even months with very little patients. Really? Because every no one left the house. And you're talking like April, March, Probably April, May, March, June. April, yeah, yeah. Of 2020. Yes. Sitting in the hospital, just what did you guys? What do you guys do all day when you don't have anyone? Anyone in there? No comment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like because I always think sometimes like it's it's worse to be bored because you just don't have anything to do. Pictionary. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Scrolling through your phone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, naps. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I've been big on recently is jigsaw puzzles on my phone yeah yeah i'd add that in your repertoire if you're looking for a time killer yeah that that doesn't happen anymore you're not a big jigsaw guy i i have no time oh, okay especially at work if you get it's it busy. though if you get it would you do a puzzle sure okay sure was so then was there a time after that where things so hawaii then you're kind of in there by yourself and then moved to dc were you overflowing there for quite a while too? No. No. Actually, quite the opposite. Because they were pumping so much money into it, we had staff coming out of our ears to, okay. to the tune of most of our days were you had one patient, maybe two, because there was that many nurses. Wow. Well, let's let's go. To, so was the news matching up with what you're saying? Like on those days where you were there and you're like, oh, there's only one patient, would you flip on the news and be like, Oh, they're they're talking about that it's slowing down. No. Or, so what was it? Yeah, being in DC, what was what was they what was that like on on TV? And was that frustrating? Because again, everywhere else in the Yeah, country, very frustrating. There's a lot of there was a lot of doom and gloom pointed at what was going on. The hospitals are overrun with patients and and that sort of thing. That was a misconception. Um 
even working here in South Carolina. Um, <clears throat> sorry. It would appear that they were busting at the seams. So they, they were using semantics. Um, at capacity was correct. They were full in the sense of the number of people that could care for patients. But we had whole floors and wings completely empty due to staffing shortage. Explain, so, explain that more. So let's say a local hospital here can hold 400 patients. Total. Total. No matter. In the inpatient yep. world. Okay. And they had only enough staff to fill 200 beds. Mm-hmm. So 200 beds were empty because there was no staff to take care of the patients. Gotcha. Yet those 200 beds that they could staff were full. So technically they were at capacity. Gotcha. Yeah. So they're at capacity so for room. the staff, but only 50% capacity for what the hospital could hold. Correct. Now, but I, so I get that from the hospital point of view though, if you don't have staff, those rooms don't exist Correct. in a sense. Correct. Um, well, so was that, did you see an influx of staff though at some point where it was no. Where it teetered. Oh, so so once things no, started, there's still that problem right now. Just still, they and yes. what, why do why do you think they're having staffing issues? That's a great question. Um, we knew there were going to be staffing issues ten years ago. Um, the The biggest problem with the nursing staffing shortage is that the baby boomers were all going to be retiring and mm-hmm. leaving the workforce. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think COVID just potentiated that and made it happen mm-hmm. a lot quicker. You had a lot of people that were like, I'll retire in five years. Oh, you know what? I'm just going to retire early. Yep. Gotcha. A lot of newer nurses that stepped away from the bedside as well because they felt like it was too dangerous. Yeah. I'll, I'll just stay at home mom life it and this is not worth it enough for me. Yeah. Hmm. And then a lot of people are offended too that, you know, they're not making the money that say like travelers are making, the right. travel nurses. Right. So there's a lot of hard feelings out there. That's a whole other bag of worms too, I think. There's a lot of hard feelings out there. Well, and so now, and I wanted to talk to you about this, but there's this whole new, I guess, dilemma or world where there was this this lady in, and I can't remember where it was. Vanderbilt. So I knew where you were going, Um, Tennessee. Yeah. And I think she just got convicted, right? Probation. Probation three three years. years. Yes. Correct. So maybe can you walk us through? If anyone hasn't heard that story, just kind of give them the details of the story. And then I'm curious what it's doing to this nursing psyche. Because I hear two sides of it. There's Sometimes I'll hear one side where it's saying, yes, they should be held accountable. And then I hear the other side where, mm. well, no, n- nobody in their right mind's ever going to go into nursing if you can be liable for a mistake. Right. I think a lot of nurses are upset because the sounds like they let this this nurse kind of they didn't back her up. They didn't help her out yeah, at all. Scapegoat. Um, what What I do know of the story is that there was a medication error that led to a poor outcome with a patient, mm-hmm. and um, and it was three years, two or three years after it happened that somebody even reviewed this case and then decided to pursue legal action. Yeah. So three years down the road, she's. Doing her job, doing everything. Yes. And she reported it, right? She did everything right except for the name of the medication. She got the wrong one. 
it's or there was more, more than that. Than there that. was more than that. My personal opinion, she made an egregious mistake, um, but it sounds like she owned up to it right away. And unbeknownst to her, the healthcare system that she was working for kind of slid it under the rug and hoped nobody noticed. Right. And then when it got brought up, um, they didn't help her out at all. Yeah. They were like, oh, she did she it. She did it, They yeah. just pointed fingers at her and she was in the wrong. Right. And yeah, so a lot of nurses are like, wow. So, you know, well, they're not going to have my back that, if yeah. I make a mistake. And do you think that's, that's deterring scary. people? Oh, yeah. 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 As it should. Yeah. Meanwhile, you know, there are physicians out there that are. Why are you pointing at me? I just open oh, my hand. It's, made, it's like a Detroit okay. thing, you know, <laughs> yeah, Italian thing. We just kind of yeah. talk with our hands. Yeah, but we do have physicians out there that have made plenty of mistakes and they're basically getting slaps on the wrist. Right. Right. So. Yeah, I feel like there's a, I mean, to me, it almost seems like there's too much freedom for physician or even the system mm -hmm. in general with how many errors and and deaths. And I've seen statistics where the leading killer in the United States is our healthcare system. Yes. Like physician-induced or iatrogenic medi medical, medical malpractice, error. yes. And it's never talked about. And this is one of the only cases that's come up mm -hmm. that I've heard of and just happens to be because it's a nurse. Like it's kind of, even in the chiropractic world, if a chiropractor does anything, it's like national news all over because it's a chiropractor, but you don't hear about any of this other stuff that's going on out there. It's true. Yeah. Um, I was curious on the travel nursing side of it with these shortages, what stops somebody from just doing it? Like if, if say that, say Columbia needed nurses mm -hmm. and you live in Columbia, why wouldn't you just... Can you just sign up to be a travel nurse and and say that you're you want to be stationed in Columbia? Or how does the whole process work? So there's most have rules. You can do in-state travel contracts. You just wouldn't be eligible for certain things like the stipends. If your address is within within the, okay. fifty or hundred miles, however gotcha. they have it set up. Gotcha. So So how would one, if a nurse is listening, tell us about how to get into travel nursing? Oh, they would know. They would know. Okay. <laughs> There's a probably 200 plus travel nursing agencies that are actively recruiting. looking for. Okay. Oh, yeah. And then what's the what's the price point? Is it double? Is it triple? Like if somebody's making X, how much more increase is it? Plus then the additional perks that you were you mentioned. I would say anywhere, minimum twice the amount of their your hourly typical rate. Yep. Hourly rates. Wow up to five, six, seven times. Wow. Uh, depending on where you go, what you're doing. So would you, I mean, that turns into like a, f a physician salary at some point. 100%. Right? Yeah. 100%. And then you get a stipend. Yes. You get room and board. You get an allowance for an that. An allowance Correct. for that too. Tax-free, by why? the way. Yeah, why isn't everybody doing that? Or I guess a lot of nurses are. A lot are. If you can with your family and that kind of thing. I if guess, I was a young nurse, I guess the, dis, it's the only thing I the would issue do. is why aren't they doing it? And I feel for, I feel for a lot of people that are, you know, not being able to take advantage of that. Yeah. An ailing parent that they're caring for, kids right. that are in school mm -hmm. that they need to be relevant. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. You know, uh, it's as easy and fun as it may sound. I mean, I. I I do have to leave my, you know, wife and kids yeah. a few days a week and 
tear up the highway and do a lot of travel, Good, yeah. or air travel. Um, sure. There's a lot of sacrifice in it, but, you know, yeah. and I won't do it forever. It's just trying to, you know, make, make hay while the sun is shining. <laughs> yeah. Is, is, was there one of them that's, or is there certain areas that are run better or maybe let me ask it this way. Is there certain practices that some places do that you think should be adopted by other places? Definitely. Um, I'm not aware that healthcare systems around the country talked with each other ever. Uh, I think a lot of companies are stuck in their ways. Nobody likes change is really what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've worked at some really great healthcare systems that seem to have everything figured out. And then you go to some that just feel like you're stuck in 1975. Right. And I don't know why they're doing that. And the mere mention of you can do it better this way, they they don't like to hear that. What do you have an example of that? Um, like I'm thinking of like a, a removing an appendix. I've heard there's an old way to do it, and then there's a new laser way to do it that leaves no scar. So, I'll give you a, a good example. When I was working in Nashville, this was a I don't know if I want to say the name of the facility, but they're very well known for being. Um, a lean corporation. We're going to tag them in this podcast. So no. (laughs) So for profit. So they run very lean to keep their profits. Yeah. So that means, that means less staff. So when I work in an ER, uh, there are some certain benefits to working in there, like having a, a nurse assistant, like a tech or a phlebotomy that comes in, does blood draws or, transportation, people that work full-time transporting your patient to x-ray, CT scan, or to the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are for-profits that work lean that don't have any of those. Mm-hmm. So you're literally the tech, the transporter, on top of being the nurse. And in some cases, you're the housekeeper too. So you're Clean. cleaning the yeah. rooms yeah. in between yeah. patients. Mm-hmm. And then you go work for another facility and they have people that accommodate and and that's all taken care of and you know trying to get them to say hey let's hire some more people oh no that's going to impede on profits yeah and it's unfortunate but it's like that so Mm -hmm. i think a lot of nurses are gravitating towards the jobs that have more resources and right doesn't stress your day out as much i mean that's what i would i i would uh advise all if i was a young nursing student right now all i would do is do travel nurse i would just plan to go travel nurse visit all these different cities make a bunch of money then once you want to kind of you get to find out where you love to live and then hunker down and test out all these systems because realistically before it was you you got your degree Mm -hmm. you ended up at a hospital you didn't know anything else Right. right you didn't you didn't get to test out like you did right all these different, how many different places have you been to? Uh, just an estimate. Different ERs? Yeah, different ERs. 24, 20, yeah, 25. Like, wow. See, that's why, because like, I even think about that for in chiropractic, like we visited a bunch of different offices, so we got to see a bunch, but we didn't necessarily work in a bunch of right. them. So there could be so many different better ways to do things or ways not to do things that we could have uh, been exposed to if there's, if there's like travel chiropractic, that'd be kind of cool. Um, that would be cool. Yeah. How about 
I was interested in this. Like, have you ever been asked to do something by a higher up at a hospital for profit? Not necessarily just like do something for the patient so that it runs up their bill? Or is that not a thing? Oh, it's a thing. Um, there's been a shift with healthcare, I believe. Um, you know, we're, many systems don't even consider patients patients anymore. They are customers. Clients, so yeah. the idea is that this customer that came in through the door could have went to any hospital in the area, but they chose to come to your hospital. So there's a lot more customer service based right. with, with care. Um, and yeah, I mean, money drives a lot of that. Anything like that, that, and you don't have to share where, if you did it or didn't do it, but anything that would have challenged your ethics, like you, what, like when you did it or were told to do it, you thought to yourself like, this is not good for the patient, but it's profitable for totally. Yeah. Oh, see, yeah, that's sad. Yeah, like the yeah, more yeah. people we talk to, it's just very evident. And it seemed like that with COVID was they just needed to get that diagnosis so that the hospital could receive money. Um, oh, yes. And why a lot of the tests. Let's go back to that. Mm. <laughs> mm. I feel like I got to take another drink of my coffee. Well, here. so let's just hit on, I mean, a lot of these COVID quote unquote conspiracies that were out there. What, I, I'm, I'm just curious about your personal views on, on some of those. Like, there was one about the the way they were doing the testing and the rates that they were running the or the cycles or there was something to do with the cycles that for a time period it was it would have detected covid basically in everybody essentially mm -hmm. because of how if you ran the cycle long enough you're going to come up with covid because we've all been exposed to it right. correct and then somehow that switches talk me through that was that anything that that you saw or or notice them manipulating no no i i can't personally say that i saw manipulation going on i just i don't have a lot of faith in the testing because you know you would have person a that's clearly symptomatic and has everything that you think should be COVID 19 and then you would swap them and their test would be negative. Yeah. They've been around. Their whole family has it. Yeah. They have it. Yeah. And it's a, it's and a it, no all the same symptoms. And then person B who's just walkie talkie. Oh, I was at a movie theater the other night and I heard that this guy in the fourth row had it. Um, I need to get checked. And then he's positive yeah. Yeah. with zero symptoms. Yeah. I just want to know. Yeah. And that's frustrating, you know, to think that the, you know, the yeah. test can be, is it, how accurate it is. And, right. and so many companies have showed up with these tests. Right. I mean, you can get them online. You can get them at Costco. Mm -hmm. You can, they're all over because everybody's trying to capitalize and make a buck. What about the masks? Um, any thoughts on the masks? And was that a good thing for people? Was it a bad thing? Was it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't no know. Comment. Uh, I mean, <laughs> no comment. You know, the, well, we've had, so we have, we've had therapists that were talking about it too, saying, um, our, there's a lot of anxiety. And then we've had dentists who are saying there's a lot of teeth and mouth issues that are resulting from it. I, I can, 
Brandy had ear issues. It always hurt his ears. It did. I did. If I had to put it on, it hurt my ears. Oh, the strap? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's terrible. It's I had terrible. to, I would like, we used to <laughs> make it so I had to like tie when it When I worked in DC, I mean, we were wearing full respirators and you would just get skin breakdown and wear right through. And your nose. You'd yeah. have to put. Yeah. Put band-aids and stuff. Were they the N95s or were they the ones they were with like the, the big, respirators that came out? The big wow. Tin cans oh, wow. And, and a full like fun. white jumpsuit thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I bought a white jumpsuit. Yeah. They're kind of like sweet. Not for COVID, but just, just for painting. <laughs> painting, wearing around the house. Those yeah, it's like one of those Walmart stuff. sauna suits. <laughs> yeah, they're just, nice. Yeah. They're nice. Um, any advice for those that are considering the vaccine or any thoughts on that? Mm. You're baiting. <laughs> <laughs> I just... I, I mean, yeah, it's just your personal thoughts on it. What should they do? Should they just go and get vaccinated or should they? I would just think. Get educated. <laughs> where, However. Yeah. Where does a person where does a person go in the medical world? Because I know this is kind of like a war in the medical world where someone will say, I this is what I think. And someone else says, this is what I think. And it always kind of turns into like, um, well, this governing body said that or this person in authority said that i only go by what i see yeah i I form my own opinion based on what i'm seeing Mm -hmm. who's getting sick who's not getting sick Mm -hmm. who's who's vaccinated who's not vaccinated Mm -hmm. what are the correlations um and there are so many things that i think we don't know today um like i was saying you know is is COVID affecting certain people with certain blood types that, um, you know, I've heard those theories. Yeah. I've, uh, have the, you, we've talked about the theory about COVID being snake venom. <laughs> Your thoughts on that? <laughs> uh, nothing would surprise me. Um, great documentary that you, if you're interested in consp- conspiracies is, I think it's called watch the water. Mm. I love a good conspiracy. Yep, Randy. It's probably like hard. To, I mean, it's probably hard to find now. I, I, it's a whole, I, yeah. I, I wasn't that, that convinced. I don't, it was. It was actually a chiropractor and another. Uh, he just broke down all the science and walked mm. through like all the things that happened. And there are some parts that are pretty crazy. That are like, eh, I don't know if I'm I feel like we're not talking about COVID anymore. Like what happened? Where to, yeah, I think it disappeared. What happened? It's not, it doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal. I mean, yeah. Well, let's say, you know what's funny? I always say that about any, like before COVID, there were all these other things, bird flu, swine flu, Ebola, mm-hmm. Zika. And then all of a sudden it's like pandemonium then to like, hey, what happened to it a month later? Yeah. COVID's just stuck. But now it's kind of at that point too, where now everybody's like, yeah, it's over. We're ramping up again. Right. But nobody's talking about it, right? We're seeing a ton. Yeah. Are you? Uh, yeah, uh, I'm curious. Yeah, what's it look like in the hospital right now? It's ramping up. Is it? It's yep. ramping up, and I, I think we're gonna we're gonna have an interesting summer. Mm. That's oh, you heard it here. That's first. a big prediction uh, on that's, Columbia's that's, hottest podcast. Yeah. You just heard it here. That's <laughs> <laughs> just delivering the vital information. My, my prediction, of course. Um, what? So let me let me get to this. What's your advice i guess working in a trauma er Mm. to someone who's they either have a kid or they're just thinking themselves i want to stay out of the trauma er what are a few principles that i can live by 
other than don't trip and fall and <laughs> get things inside you. Wait, what? what, what <laughs> like what's my so, advice to? Well, I, I'm thinking like, so you brought up dog bite, you brought up car accident, you brought up, oh, yeah. um, what was the other one? Stab. So are, is it like driving from 2 to 4 a.m. there's just constant car accidents coming in or is it happening all day long? No, car accidents happen when there's more volume on the road. So 2 to 4 a.m. probably. We're not getting Minimal? a ton of really? that. Maybe just your single car, you know, drunk Drunk drivers, driver rollover. That sort of yeah. thing. Okay. Is there a luxury ER section? Like Ooh. say you get... Say I get hit by a car and I'm like, can you take me to the <laughs> to the first the class? Is yeah. there a first class Is there a luxury? Mm. Any secrets to the ER that we need to know? No, not unless you. How about getting in quick? Because sometimes there's long lines. Any secrets there? Wow, that is a terrible question to answer because uh, because it... triage should make mm. triage should make the decision. Correct. That is true. And so people know people come in triage as they check your vitals see how severe, significant, and then you jump to the front of the line um, versus somebody who's like... Oh, so nurses in triage, we employ uh, something called the ESI. It's the Emergency Severity Index. So one of the main frustrations for people who come to an ER is they don't understand why it's taking so long. Right. Especially when they see people who that, come after who them, come after yeah. them yep. are going yep. to rooms yes. quicker. So essentially somebody with right lower quadrant abdominal pain and a fever... Uh, and we're suspecting appendicitis is far more important than the guy who's been there for four hours with a hangnail. Yeah. Um, sorry, bud, but right. you're going to have to wait longer because uh, this guy takes yep. priority over you. And a lot of times when you explain that to, to people, they they get it. They get it. Um, and and that's an exaggeration probably on the hangnail thing, right? No. Or, there's people or that is it? That's there's people I've that go seen, with headaches, right? There's people that... Headaches... Well, I mean that—that's nothing to kind of blow over either. Well, either right, because, right. You know, if their blood pressure's two fifty over one twenty, it's like okay, maybe they're. So that's a secret. Maybe they're about to stroke get your out. blood pressure <laughs> elevated if yeah. you ha if you want to get in quicker. Mm. Like do a little jog out in the front before yeah. you triage. Yeah, I'm sure it's been done. <laughs> See. I, I yeah, knew there it's was not secrets. a recommended. I don't wouldn't well, recommend getting to... your blood pressure that high. Columbia's hottest podcast is not recommending that, but That's there right. are ways. Yep. Um, it, it would help if you knew somebody. Like James Garzoni. I mean, you know, if I happen to be working. You slip somebody you, a piece of paper. If you happen to, you know, call me ahead of time. Uh, no. I, it's just based off. I was. I mean, I figured that. It's all triage. I didn't know the but, ESI you mentioned. Yeah. I didn't, wasn't aware of that. But well, there's also ambulances that are coming in that people, people don't in the see. lobby that don't see. Yeah. So you may be slated for a bed, and something more important yeah, comes. How in many? How many nurses? Or I guess how many nurses are staffed in the ER locally here? Oh gosh. Like at a during it, a it shift. It depends. It depends on the size of the ER. How about Prisma Richland? Prisma Richland. I mean, there's got to be at least 15. 15? Yeah. And I that can say. take care. What are they, how do they run the math? That takes care of like three. Typical nursing assignment is anywhere between three to five beds, three to five patients. How often should a nurse check on you? Mm. Somebody would tell you that uh, hourly. 
at the bare minimum. Yep. Really just depends on what's going on. How yeah. stable are you? Yeah. What are your vital signs? What's your level of consciousness? What, you know, gotcha. what's going on? I, I was, so this is a different, little bit different topic. I was just listening to a podcast from a guy and he said his friend went to the hospital three times because he was taking, he was taking Viagra and something else. Mm. And I'm curious if that's happening all the time too. There, there are instructions on the the boxes of those things, and, and nobody, people nobody's should be consulting following them. with their physician prior to taking anything like that. I, I, I think there are now that they're not the only game in town. I think there's, um, they finally generics are coming out oh. of Viagra, and I think you can just buy them online, um, like over the counter. Or wait, Viagra's prescription, right? You have to, or you're supposed to have a prescription. Correct. And then you're saying there's over-the-counter the, stuff. Well, maybe Perfect. not over-the-counter, but I mean, like, what, what's that new one that they advertise? That, the one you use, Randy? What was that? Yeah, generic what, one? What is the name of the generic <laughs> one? You're, you're popping. Um, yeah. Well, he was explaining. Well, as I was listening to this podcast, he was explaining his friend who had to go there and get the blood drained. And then he left. and oh, that's um, my favorite. And then you it, it, was, it was literally a month later. And his friend knew it would happen, mm -hmm. and he did it again, and then went back in. So I'm thinking, that poor whoever's there sitting there, like this guy just keeps coming in with things. This is actually more common than you would really. Think. Actually, more seen with uh, our sickle cell population. Really? Yeah. Blood, why? Why? Yeah. Well, in well with sickle cell, um, you know, the, your blood cells are rounded in a normal person, but with the sickle cell, it's distorted. Looks yep. more like a kidney bean. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. So blood doesn't flow naturally and return as gotcha wonderfully as it should. So when blood goes to a certain area, it doesn't always return Come back. Wow. So, but so you you guys are literally draining blood from big needles parts? at the no way base and pulling off to get relief. Yeah, you're you're sticking a needle in there. Big ones. What? Do oh, yeah. you have to hit a I, vein? You're looking for a vein? Yeah. Holy cow. I know. I, that's that's what I was listening to this story and thinking I can't that. believe a guy would have that happen once. And then I, but I you guys numb, yeah, never you do numb it. If Maybe. you're, yeah, it's just, depends who you get. Yeah. That's why I didn't think about that. Have you, have you had people come in more than once for? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What do you oh. think's the most, <laughs> most times? 10. Really? 10, 20. Yeah. 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 Huh. Yeah. Um, you mentioned that you homeschool your kids. I do. Talk us through that. Oh, well, you just you have in, you have interesting views in how you live your life from auto like, world to nursing to homeschooling. My wife's a teacher by by trade, so um, that's her realm. Um, I can't take a lot of credit for the actual in education. Uh, I'll help them get their work done and be a resource and reference, mm -hmm. especially with math and things that I'm a little better at. But if your wife could get better at one thing teaching, what would it be? Oh, gosh. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> She's great at everything. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I think that's the right <laughs> answer. That, that was a good trouble. answer. That was the right wow. answer. Um, has that been, God. when did you guys make that decision though with your kid? Because how many kids do you have and what ages? Five. 
five kids. Yeah, that I know about. That you um, know where. That's always the funny thing <laughs> to say, right? Um, five. Uh, let's see. In a couple of days, 14, 12, 9, 7, and 8 months. Wow. Yeah. Okay. COVID. COVID, baby. COVID, baby. Man, which, nice. which that's kind of a thing probably, right? Um, the whole COVID, like, COVID changed some trends. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is there anything there? Well, that I was traveling. I was, I was out of state. Yeah. So, essentially, my short visits home, short visits home were... Uh, you know, short. Not the most. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not the milkman. Then you ran the you ran the math. Yeah, I ran the math. Okay, good. I ran the math. Good, good, good. Um, do you see yourself in Columbia long term? Yeah, I don't think we're going anywhere. Yeah. What do you like about it? Hmm. We're kind of settled in. We've got a you know. Good friends, uh, good good location, really. Um, you know, we like the weather here. We we like our little spot in the woods, and you still know. do some some hunting when you have time. Yeah, you don't have time. Exactly. <laughs> that's, usually, that's usually how it goes. How, and and is there anyone maybe in the medical world that you think would be cool to have on our podcast, or someone that's maybe excellent at what they do? Oh yeah, I mean, there's there's quite a few people out there yeah. for sure. Right. Tell me who you're looking for. Who you want to talk to? Yeah, <laughs> all yeah. right. There's some. All right. There's a um, lot of interesting people out there. That and the more we do this, we're finding there's tons of interesting people mm -hmm. in Colombia and tons of cool things happening that you just wouldn't know about. Yeah, I would agree. Cool. What's your go-to restaurant here? Oh. Go-to restaurant. Carolina Probably. Wings. Oh well, <laughs> no. I mean, that's that's one of the closest ones to the house. So a little centrally located, and uh, they have a, you know, it's just a good hole in the wall spot. Decent food, but if I'm going out, uh, Midwood Smoke, which is not far from here. Mm -hmm. Midwood Smoke. Nice. I used to go to their location in Charlotte. So when we moved down here, I'd had no idea they had a second location. So really, that's perfect. Yeah. Wait, nice, yeah. sweet. Well. All right. Well, um, any um, any last words? Anything inspirational that you want to tell all the listeners before we sign off? Don't do drugs. <laughs> Don't <laughs> do love drugs. That. Did the mustache and mullet intimidate you at all today, or you felt comfortable? Oh, I think time? it's a good look. Thank you. Okay. How how long do you get to keep it? Uh, Father's Day. June. Is that negotiable? It's. I said, what if it looks good? So that's still out there. Is it negotiable? It's negotiable. This is a question for uh, Megan. Yeah. Yep. Megan. Yep. It's got to be negotiable. It's a negotiable. <laughs> it <laughs> could look amazing. Some people uh, live vicariously through uh, mullets and sweet mustaches. Yep. FYI. Yep. yep. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Here. We're here for the health of it. For the health of it.